destroy all children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy all children you should go there now. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh. 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 How are you doing this week? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I, I poured some coffee inside of my soda because I heard that everybody was getting way into that. I okay, it's, I think you misunderstood. Terrible. I I don't know how people can drink this shit. It it's just absolutely awful. No, you're supposed to go to the store and they have pre mixed Coke coffee in cans and you go get that and then you slurp it down like a real freak. Oh, then, oh, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to go. I'm supposed to go to the store, yeah. and spend money on yeah. on cans of yeah. drinks that are already pre-assembled for me. Oh, oh, well. Well, what are you recording this podcast from? The fucking real Ritz Carlton over there. Yeah. I don't got any money. I spent it all on fucking Shin Megami Tensei shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Again. <laughs> Yeah, it's like I'm living back in the PlayStation 2 era. Shin Megami Tensei is getting real big again. I'm Boy, excited, and I'm, and I'm here for it. Um, yeah, I've been playing uh, Persona 5 Strikers. What? It finally hit, like, it, it got close enough to $30 on mm-hmm. uh, GameStop site, and so I decided to buy it. Uh, and my copy managed to come with all the pre, uh, pre-order pre DLC. And the dude behind the counter had extra little pins of Joker, and so I got one of those. So uh, the real Phantom Thief is me, because it's a deal in the steel at 30 bucks. Was it Joaquin uh, Phoenix? But... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> They're okay. giving pins of Joaquin Phoenix as Joker. I think someone at marketing got real confused uh, with that one, but hey, whatever. I mean, it's good synergy. You know, you, you get the newest game and the you know, like, newest movie, and they're like, hey... Everybody loves the jokester. Yeah. I There's thought that it was really weird There's in the that game one, how the the lady who stomps on her manager whatever she does that game or a, not a game show, a talk show and then the guy like professes his love to her and then she just shoots him on live TV. Yeah, it was real weird how she yelled that she was living in a society before she did that. Yeah. I'm not sure how that tied into things exactly. No, Persona 5 Strikers is a fun little game. It turns out Nanamuso which is like the main thing that I was worried about That's with it. That's what I was telling I, you. Yes, but like, so I don't like Musos at all. Uh, I got the Berserk Muso because I'm way into Berserk, and I thought that even my undying love of Berserk would carry me through a Muso game, and it couldn't even do that. I mean, I will so, also tell you, as someone who does enjoy a good Muso, that was not a good one. So I've been told, but... Uh, the Persona one you had told me is more Persona than Muso, and I didn't really understand how much that was the case until I actually popped it in and started playing it. Well, uh, after a couple of hours, you started playing it. <laughs> sure. 
it took like i don't know three or four hours before i got to the actual like gameplay part of the game but like that's how you know it's a persona game that yeah i was gonna say that already is persona as shit um it's also just like a really good continuation on that story like it it picks up pretty much right where the last one left off and i've been getting fairly invested in the story it has to tell i think the writing is just as sharp as it was in persona 5 i mean there uh, is like a time jump from the previous one because they're all sort of reuniting yeah but it's only like you know i think it's like half a year they say Uh, yeah well sure um but like that's kind of the things i i've played all these other like persona follow-up games right like i i played fess uh which is the persona 3 one um persona 4 arena and like i've all i felt all of them have been pretty weak especially like when it comes to stories specifically like those games really did not need follow-ups and the follow-ups just they don't tell very engaging stories well three is a weird follow-up anyway given the way it ends but also like fez isn't really a follow-up it's a revision of three that also includes that weird other mode that takes place after Oh right, right, right. It's uh the answer yeah. is the name of it. Yeah. Fez is just the yeah, sorry. My bad. Um yeah, Persona 4 Arena, I think, is the at least gameplay wise out of all those, the one that I had liked the most up to this yeah. point, because it's just a you know it's just a fighting game by the yeah, Blaze Blue guys. So it's pretty good. <laughs> the Blaze Blue guys. Yeah. The That's Blaze what you Blue associate lads. like with Arxis? <laughs> Sure. Uh, Guilty Gear. I mean, yeah, but like at this point, Guilty Gear for me is more like modern arc system works. I know they they worked on it beforehand, but like the shift from doing purely 2D graphics to this like kind of it's 3D, but it looks very much 2D. I don't know. There's two different areas. I'm sitting here like Walter White across the table from you. (laughs) I have no idea. I'm just trying to get the fuck. About. I'm trying to just. Get, I, I just want to get the fuck back to Persona Five okay. Strikers, because I got a lot to say about it. Um, so I, my problem with the game was that I was thinking about it like a Musa way too damn much because I think like it's a bit deceptive in the early portions of like the actual, like gameplay, where you are just going into large crowds of like pyro jacks and just mash the attack button and you'll do totally fine. They kind of gate you off with the game's own version of like a matador fight and try to like tell you no, this is not the way you're supposed to be playing the game. You should try something different. Which to those uh, who don't it's... know, in Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne, uh Matador is kind of an early sort of mid boss uh who sort of acts as a gate like to teach you how to actually play the game. Yeah. Yeah, through through most of Nocturne up to that point, you can just get away with using whatever spells you want or just relying on physical attacks but matador is there to teach you no you need to use debuffs Mm -hmm. and buffs because they are valuable in this game and also you really need to pay attention to elemental affinities because you are either going to get stomped by having the enemy gain turns on you or you will be able to like steamroll them by taking advantage of their weaknesses and that is what Nocturne is all about. It's what most SMT games are about, is carefully managing your team composition, your buffs and debuffs, and taking advantage of weaknesses and blocking against your own, like, 
elemental affinity weakness shit. I mean, so, well, really, the thing with Matador is it's mostly about the buffs and debuffs because by, they, by yeah. that point you would at least know the elemental stuff. Um, but in most RPGs, buffs and debuffs are a waste of time and usually not worth using. Oh, and yeah. Shin Megami Tensei, no, absolutely not. Uh, use yeah, them all the time. Use that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so in Persona 5 Strikers, there is a mid-boss. Uh, every time you go into one of these dungeons, there's basically this mid-boss that exists outside of the dungeon, which you need beat to get a key to unlock you need the beat. actual boss gate. Um, and so that one, like, Scott actually... Over here. <laughs> that one actually, like, beat me quite a bit. Like, I game over to maybe three or four times on it and was still not kind of piecing together exactly what I needed to do, but when I got to the actual boss of that area, like, I game over it maybe 8 to 12 times to the point that the game is like, hey, you sure you don't want to, like, maybe play this on easy? Because you kind of suck at it. Well, did and, like, you? The, the... No. Oh. I'm not doing that shit. I wanted to get all the trophies, and I wasn't sure if that would invalidate them. <laughs> so I was like, no, nah, I'm not bumping this down. Um... But yeah, like it, it, the way that you're supposed to approach the game is like a action RPG, more in the vein of like a Kingdom Hearts or a Final Fantasy VII remake, with SMT stuff thrown in. So again, you still need to focus on using buffs and debuffs and taking advantage of weaknesses. So when I kind of like re-examined my approach to the boss and went at it that way i was able to beat it but like trying to just brute force it up to that point was just resulting in me getting them down to like one third of their health and then having a party get wiped i mean they do make it pretty clear early on you want to be switching to the other party members like to unlock their skills yeah. and whatever and they obviously went through the time of like Creating all of their combos and everything Including the really weird ones for Morgana Which are pretty fun Like just turning into yeah. the van and plowing through guys <laughs> Yeah Doing a hit and yeah, run it's... Oh god uh, Yeah it's It's pretty fun like Actually being able to So like the, the way that it kind of works is Of course in a, in a Persona game you hit an enemy Weakness they kind of fall on their ass And you do the all out attack That stuff is in this but now enemies have like a guard meter and you need to break that down all the way to be able to do an all-out attack on them. So kind of like it's there so you're not able to just completely just roll every group of enemies because if all you had to do is hit their weakness once and then all-out attack them and they're done, you basically would be getting in like no real fights ever. Um, but that also kind of gets to a point where it's a little bit frustrating because there's some enemies that just have an improbably high amount of like guards that you have to break through, and then they'll also be like resistant to physical attacks. And so they're just like a massive sponge that you really have to get through. Uh, in the I'm I'm three dungeons in, and the one that's really kind of fucking me up now is uh, Lilum. Because she has a really high chance to just freeze all your characters with an AoE. And she is, like, resistant to pretty much everything. And okay. they'll spawn in, like, groups of four and five. And so I've just been getting my ass kicked. Uh, but it's nice. It's nice actually having to, like, kind of think a bit about what I'm doing. Because, again, I, I went into this thing thinking it was just going to, like, shut my brain off, turn on a podcast, mash A. Can't do any of that. You need to pay attention to what you're doing. <laughs> Also, characters talk all the time because it's a Persona game, so I've literally not been able to turn on a podcast. 
Yeah, um, the thing for me was seeing a quick look of the game and uh, watching just a couple minutes of it and seeing that paused when you could select spells. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. That plus just like the uh, the enemy encounters on the world map, like it, they are linear maps, like they are like the palaces in Persona Five. It's not like a Musou game where you start a mission, you're sort of dumped onto battlefield, you go around ca- uh, capturing forts and working your way to the enemy, and then you go into the next map, something like that. It is a contiguous thing. Yeah. Although there, there is ha- not like the sort of time system as there was in the other Persona games. It's just you can back out the dungeon anytime you want, go back yeah, in, so it doesn't matter. Actually, I think my biggest complaint about the game is that so they they do again it's trying to very much be like an action rpg persona but so then they hold on to a few elements of persona that don't quite work when you're building an action rpg and like the big one is that they almost make it feel like they're trying to limit your time inside the dungeons by giving you a limited amount of sp that is very difficult to recover while you're in the dungeon Mm -hmm. like i've even three dungeons into this thing have not been able to find SP recovery items that heal for maybe more than 10 points. And like by this point, I'm getting spells that cost like 24 SP per cast. So it's just not worth using them at all. Have you Uh, bought anything from the shop? I wonder if maybe they're trying to encourage you to actually use the shop this time. There's like nothing that they're selling in the shop. It's only like vending machine and like food items that you can get. Hmm. Vending machine. Oh, oh god! Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Had to sneeze. Um. You know, there's a button to mute your microphone. No, I, I don't. No, I don't do that. Come on. I'd be talking all the time. Uh. No, it's there's nothing I've been able to find in the shop that really reliably heals SP items. There's stuff that you can cook in the game. Uh, there's other food items you can get in the towns that you go to. But like, I never found anything that heals it enough. So the way that the game handles SP recovery, uh, in in typical Persona, you would have to back out of the dungeon if you wanted to really regain all of your SP and rest the party up. Uh, but doing so wastes the rest of the day. And so then you need to come back on another day on the calendar and make more progress from where you left off. Uh, like you said, in this game, the, the kind of passage of time mechanic is not quite the same. There are days that you go through, but there's nothing to limit you from getting to the end of a dungeon in one day outside of, like, story considerations. So, you back out of a dungeon, you regain all your health and your SP, you can go right back into the dungeon. But because the dungeons are so generous with checkpoints, it never really feels like there's any penalty to just going to a checkpoint, backing out, and going back in. There isn't. So I don't understand why they don't just let you automatically recover your SP at the checkpoint. Yeah, it I don't is know. just kind of like I have my penalty, I guess, is I need to sit through two very brief loading screens. <laughs> but yeah, you could just let me regain everything at the checkpoint. That is the nice thing. At least the loading screens are quick. That is true. Yeah. I I don't know how much more they are on the PS5. I know that the PS5 doesn't, you know, it doesn't give you that much more time. Uh, on PlayStation 4 games, but I wonder if it's knocking much off of there. Um, yeah, I, it's uh, it's fun so far. 
like I said, I'm I'm three dungeons. They call them jails in this game. I'm, oh, I'm right. Three of those in. Yeah. And I've now unlocked the stuff where you're like doing requests, uh, where you bounce back into previous dungeons to like do different like side quest stuff, and like that stuff's fine. A lot of it's been pretty quick and easy to do. Uh, and since I want the platinum, I gotta do all of it. You're not gonna get a platinum. I don't know, actually. Like so far, it seems like getting a platinum is pretty easy to do in this game. Like I've I've been getting about ten levels per character in each dungeon pretty effortlessly. Yeah. And I know one of them is to get everybody to level seventy, and there's eight dungeons, so that seems doable. Uh, there's one for getting every character's like uh, master skill. Uh, so each character has four different skills. Uh, that they unlock by you actually using them. You can't unlock these if you just let them go do their own thing controlled by the AI. Uh, and they're basically different combos and different modifiers on combos you already have. Uh, there's only four per character, like I said, and they unlock pretty quickly if you're just putting the time into the character. So, like, I have everybody up to their third level of master skill, and I'm, again, dungeon three out of eight. So that also seems very doable. <laughs> Like, the hardest one seems to be finishing the compendium, and from what I read, you get, like, 80% of the personas you need for that, like, just by the end of the game, and then you just need to fuse the rest. So, I don't know. Seems like this actually might be, like, a relatively approachable platinum. Uh, well, okay, I'm looking at a guide. It says the estimated trophy difficulty is 4 out of 10, but the timed platinum is 40 to 50 hours. So. Sounds about right. <laughs> I I already have like 15 hours into this game. Yeah. But I've I've also just been kind of like fucking around a lot too. I've also might have left the game running at a few points and gotten up to do other stuff. For back <laughs> for background, I also bought this game by hat shipped to me. Uh George is a freak who is like I have to have something to play this weekend. I have to. I have to. <laughs> and so he rushed out to GameStop to pick it up. I was freaking out if they would have it before he left for work as if that mattered because he could just get the next day when he was off of work. I was foaming at the mouth. I You're needed an something idiot. to play. I needed something to play, Larry. <laughs> I finished Pilot Wing 64 and I didn't uh, want to start Wave Race. All right. I needed something to play and, and now I have something to play. Uh, Are you done with Yeah, like I. Uh, yeah, I think so. I was going to mention that I do like how uh, the shop is now an internet shop that uses cryptocurrency on. Yeah, buy a gold bar. Yeah, Freak out about it. I think it. That's, that stuff's pretty good. Uh, I also wanted to say that good. I... Yeah, uh, Sophie, and then uh, you've got uh, the, the some other dude, guy. some detective. The yeah, I, I'm blanking on his... Hasegawa, I think is his name, but yeah, so. he's just a ultimate dad guy. Slash cool detective that nobody mm -hmm. trusts, even though he actually seems pretty trustworthy. Uh, I like how so. I'm I'm a little further. I will say that in in true like loop on the third fashion, they do have to work with the inspector investigating them, and instead of calling him pops all the time, they call him Gramps. But I still right. like <laughs> that they they refer to him in an endearing yet also mocking way. Like they would in Lupin. That's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, I really like that the second, because, um, you know, like Persona 5, the dungeons you're going in, 
their people who are in the uh, real world are causing some sort of like harm to others and it's due to some sort of like past trauma that has shaped them into this monster that they are now so you have to go into their jail you have to confront their shadow version and have them undergo a change of heart in the real world uh the second guy so far is basically just ernest klein he's <laughs> written a really shitty book that's just full of pop culture references and everyone loves it except for your party who keeps trying to read it they're just like this fucking sucks and so you need to go in there and figure out how he's basically brainwashed everybody into liking his awful book that's cool he turns into a dragon with dio hair and does a dio pose it's great this game is wonderful i love it okay uh yeah I also I mean, play games, if you have any interest games? in hearing about them. Not really, but why don't you talk about them anyway? I mean, you've spent 20 minutes on Persona. I did. I... You want to talk about some dumb crap that has no relevance to anyone later on, so <laughs> let me do this at it's least. It's to absolutely you, everyone. You like Pokemon Snap, right, for the Nintendo 64? I sure do. What if I told you there's a new Pokemon Snap? Uh, okay. How much would that cost? Sixty I feel like it probably American be. dollars. Uh, Don't worry. I didn't wait for a sale. Get it for fifty-five. Anyway. Uh, so new Pokemon Snap. I played some of. Um, if you're looking for something where you can wander around and take pictures of Pokemon, it is adequate. If you are looking for something that treats you like a human being with a brain, uh, like like you are uh, older than a toddler, this is maybe not the thing for you. Um, because at some point Nintendo decided that every person who plays their games is like totally brain dead. I mean, uh, I've seen Nintendo fans post well, on Twitter, and yeah, I don't think that's yeah. necessarily an inaccurate... <laughs> I understand of what they're dealing with But even so You don't need yeah. a tutorial for press A To throw Apple Well sure I don't <laughs> You don't I don't think anybody does These um, freaks out there going like It takes a lot of time to port a GameCube game Onto the Switch They might need it Larry Maybe But even so If you're going to have a tutorial Have it be like Press A to throw apple Yeah you did it Now let's move on Instead yeah. press A to throw apple Now move over here Throw this apple See the Pikachu runs to it What if you throw the apple again At the Pikachu Don't worry it won't hurt them yeah. They're soft fruits And it just It's oh, Everything about it Is so glacially paced And like When it gets to the part Where you're just Cruising through the track Taking pictures of Pokemon That's fine That was maybe one-eighth of the total time I spent playing that game Because the rest of it is a ton of dialogue in between A lot of cutscenes about this glowing phenomenon Which I don't give a crap about And then there are these special stages Where you just follow one Pokemon around And take pictures of them Of course, like, because it's Pokemon Snap You can just pick one for the one Pokemon So you spend this whole time I mean, you gotta get the Chaos Emerald from the special stage That way you can take, you can take more pictures Something else Pictures of Mew Okay so here's my number one issue with the game mm. When you 
so you remember in the old one you'd take pictures and they would rate them based on like uh, their position in the frame, their uh, yeah. like if they're facing you, their pose, whatever. How yeah, but it are. all felt like bullshit. <laughs> also, like it didn't feel like the game's AI could necessarily like. Yeah, I you feel could like have two photos of the same Pokemon, that. and and one is legitimately better than the other, but it will favor the worst of the two. This is better about that, but the main thing is that the okay. direction of them, I think, doesn't hold enough weight because there will be like. If a Pokemon is really close up and doing a weird dance, but it's faced completely away from you, I feel like that's a much worse photo than something whoa, why, that's whoa, 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 whoa. actually why are facing you. Taking you? pictures of Pokemon dancing. Well, why wouldn't you? Is Professor Oak looking at these again? No, it's a new Professor. I will say he has the Oak spirit because he will look at your photos and be like, "Hmm, he's pretty happy." Two stars. Or this one has a nice <laughs> smile. He's uh, on his way to do something. That's cute. Two stars. Oh wow! This you Pokemon bra- is crying. Five <laughs> yeah, stars. Yeah, you just brained this one with an apple and it's falling off of a tree. Four <laughs> stars. Like that's basically every evaluation. So okay, this is my problem with it: is that you're looking to increase your research level by getting photos of Pokemon. However, it grades them based on one, two, three, or four stars. And if you get a four-star one, that doesn't give you everything. You have to get one, two, three-star photos, too. You have to take worse pictures of Pokemon to fill in this thing and increase your level. And so... So you need to you need to play the game intentionally like someone who needs a, a press tutorial. Yes. And then play it as if though you are slowly learning how to walk and talk all the way up to an, like a 5 out of 5 rank. I mean, 4 out of 4. But it's weird though oh, right, because right, right. Um, like if I take a picture like if I took a really crappy picture that was 1 star and then a really good one that was 4, it's like how am I supposed to know what a two or three star one would be? Like, yeah. what? how exactly do I make these happen? Of course, the answer is you just take a bunch of pictures of everything, and it, it hopefully will tell you at the end when you're selecting what photos to submit to them, like what their star rating is. It doesn't tell you what their actual score will be, but that does help a little bit. I didn't realize that until pretty late into when I was playing it. But... The other weird thing with this is, as you raise your research level, it changes the stages. Um, the Pokemon will do different things, and different ones will appear. And um, you can, like, go down the level. Like, you can manually pick what research level you want. Like, if you want a specific thing to happen, you can go back to the previous version of that stage. But, like, at a certain point, it feels like that's going to be way too much to keep track of. I don't know yeah. exactly how many stages there are. Uh, from what I played, it was basically um, I got the first one, which is kind of this plains, and then there's a version of that at night, and both of those have the different versions, like as you rank up. Uh, and then there was the one where you follow a big glowing Pokemon around that sucked, and then there was a jungle one, which was pretty neat, and that's about as far as I played. Um, in between almost every time if you were doing a decent job and taking pictures of Pokemon as you should um, you will get long cutscenes where they talk at you for a really long time about nothing that matters to anybody much like what you're going to do soon 
Um, Todd shows up. There's that. That was the one brief Great. nice moment. <laughs> it was like, oh, I remember. So there him. is, so there is some sort of connective tissue yes. with the first game. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought it might be like current Pokemon, and that they almost never really reference other elements of canon outside of like. Uh, you beat the game, whatever. Here's Red. He's part of like this dumbass tournament that you can do if you want. But no, yeah, yeah. Todd required. shows up. They talk about. Uh, well, I mean, you're using the same sort of little pod thing that you used in yeah. the first Pokemon Snap. Um, you then they introduce like this really really annoying kid who I think is supposed to be your rival. And it's every part of the story is bad. It's annoying. I just want to take pictures of Pokemon. There's no like easy way to skip it either. I don't think. I think you actually like just have to mash your way through it. Uh, so I'm I was going to ask that if there's some way to get past those more quickly. There might so, yeah, be, like, but Pokemon... the thing is, I never want to just fully skip scenes like that because I'm always paranoid it might tell me something I might actually want to know, even though I never do. Like, <laughs> I would be totally fine with skipping everything in there, but I don't know. Something in yeah. my brain makes me think. And they might give me a hint on where to find a rare Pokemon or something. Yeah, um, or that some some gameplay element that would not necessarily come up organically maybe. through a level unless you were told about it to begin with. Maybe, except again, the heavy tutorialization kind of I, throws a wrench in that. I will I, say, I just, I, so th- I, I don't know if Pester Balls are in this. They might be, and I just didn't get to them before I sent it back to gameplay because I, I wanted to get back in time. Okay, well... You also have the scanning thing that you can do. Um, it just like pings out sort of a sonar from your pod, and it will just be like you. You can you can inspect things and be like, oh, these uh, tr- these nuts fell from a tree. They're scorched. Wonder what caused that? Maybe the flaming gotta, Pokemon that's up there is my guess. Gotta figure out what killed this Magmar. All right, let's <laughs> set up a crime scene. In, yeah, enter detective mode in the Pokemon Snap Pod. Oh, it turns out I hit him with a pester ball and knocked him into some water. That's what happened. Fuck. Smack this hoot hoot with an apple and I got to see its leg. And he was really happy about that. Well, disturbingly so. Um, but oh, yeah. it's a big leg. I love it. But so Look at the size of that leg. When you use the ping, though, it also will sort of get the attention of the Pokemon. So they kind of will look mm. at you sometimes Or they will they might do something And you can get a picture with that And to me that just means you're irradiating The brains of all of these Pokemon <laughs> Just like <laughs> Launching microwaves into these Habitats or whatever they are It's a persistent <sighs> world So if you keep coming back Eventually like that Pikachu is going to have some Major <laughs> skull deformities A giant and... growth Yeah it's like uh, the fat man and little boy scene after that guy got irradiated. This has all those looks real fucked up in the hospital. You've not yeah, seen sure. that movie, have you? No. What are you talking about? Okay. Fat man, little boy. It's a it's a movie about the creation of the atom bomb. Oh, okay. And well, I figured uh, that a... because I know those are the names of the bombs. So, are are you familiar with uh, the Demon Core? No. Oh boy. So I, I'm not going to get into it too too much and sidetrack this here, but part of the experimentations, uh, part of the stuff that they were doing for that involved a core that like they would kind of split down the middle and then sort of test how much radiation was giving off as the two ends met. And there was a lab accident, and uh, one of the guys ended up smacking the core so it would break apart and 
avert a gigantic fucking disaster because <laughs> uh, if those touched i think it would like explode or something uh, but by doing so he became massively irradiated and like died a short while later like body got horribly fucked up from it well um, yeah i bet yeah so it's what i'm referring to okay. <laughs> you just well, have great. like your own little demon's core inside of the device yeah you're just shooting it like a beam at all these pokemon <laughs> Well, no, that's the thing. It's not even a beam. It's just like a pulse around you. So like, it's just indiscriminately oh, God, like, nuking worse. all these Pokemon. <laughs> just affecting the plant life, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, water's irradiated now, so anything drinking out of it's going to get sick. should have named my character Duke Nukem. That would have been pretty good. <laughs> would have been great, yeah. If only you knew. Those Pokemon are going to pay for shooting up my ride. <laughs> this little pod... The uh-huh. Duke's taking pictures out. Yeah, him? yeah. Oh, it's great. This is a way better game. Get get Bandai Namco and Nintendo on the phone. You got something to pitch you get, them. You get the Gardevoir dancing and goes, "Shake it, baby." <laughs> oh no. <laughs> anyway, that's Pokemon Snap. If you have a whole lot of patience more than me, uh, you can go check it out. I guess I don't know exactly how much is in there, but. You can take pictures like of Pokemon. Would, I feel like Duke would be into the weirder, more abstract Pokemon. Like, that's what would do it for him, and less the humanoid ones. Like, um, what, Trubbish? Yeah. He'd be okay. into, like, some weird filth play shit. Unknowns. Like, Trubbish would be... Oh, God. Yeah, sure, you don't know what they are. That's what makes it so kinky. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, no I'm, I'm just saying that... <laughs> the unknowns uh, group together and they just spell out cock and that traumatizes some poor kid oh yeah they can't handle it yeah well uh now i know not to pay full price for pokemon snap which really is uh, uh important information to have i guess i never would have figured it out unless you played the game for me yeah I, well it's a public service announcement i'm glad to be of yeah. service also i've been playing mass effect one mm. still a good game how much better is that now that it's in that collection and that they have changed things about uh, the way it plays well they didn't massively oh massively oh, change hey. it wasn't intentional Whoa. but yeah, they Larry. Didn't, they didn't change a whole lot but it is definitely better to play than it was originally um but like that doesn't really matter i never had a huge issue with the way the first one played anyway because that one is kind of the only one that actually feels like an rpg to begin with yeah, i didn't uh, have an issue with it at the time I've, my my thing is i know if i come back to it it's yeah, probably gonna yeah. be harder for me to slip into that game than it is you know obviously i, I also think part of it might be um i i know they change it so you can use any kind of weapon no matter what class you are now mm-hmm. um but it kind of doesn't matter because pistols are still way overpowered so i'm just using pistols anyway I also think that maybe helps a little bit. I think if you're using like a more rapid fire weapon or something, because I did try using assault rifle, and the way that game handles accuracy, I think, and the overheating aspect maybe makes that a bit more of a problem. So pistols, you don't really ever have to worry about overheating unless you're really dumping. Uh and they're also much more accurate, so it's been it's been doing fine. Uh I still think the plot of the first one is the best. Um 
obviously like the character the characters it's um saren he's the turian guy with the metal face he's the specter he goes rogue and so they send you after him he's trying he's the one trying to bring back the reapers spoiler alert he succeeds um but um yeah i think the overall plot there is good though the character stuff and two obviously is better um, yeah but i it, it's just so I weird remember... to me because i've i remembered kind of the broad strokes of this game and the areas and everything mm-hmm. but i had forgotten that they just dump all the crew members on you at the beginning except for yeah. uh, liara the others it's like the, your first visit to the citadel before you're even a specter it's just like hey here here's okay like garrus i understand garrus is a member of csec he would be there on the citadel and then rex uh okay he's been hired to like kill this guy so of course he's here and i guess he can join you and then also tolly which is kind of out of nowhere who just shows up and is like oh i'll join you for my pilgrimage okay yeah Uh, i remember uh here's what i remember about the first mass effect yeah you couldn't just hit a button to snap to cover you had it. It right. was kind of finicky. You had to push yourself into it, and sometimes yes. it wanted to work, and sometimes it did yeah, not. Yeah, that's which still I, as, in here, which I wish they had yeah. changed that to be like too. I was going to say it sounds like they made some compromises to still like improve the controls, but still make it sort of feel like Mass Effect One, and that seems like one of the things that they did, where they were like, "Oh, we want this to control better," but it's Mass Effect One, so uh, I, some things still need to be inconvenient for the sake of it. I feel like that's maybe something mechanically that they couldn't fix without breaking something Constantly. else. Um, like yeah. the other things, uh, they could sort of tweak around, but I think that's maybe something there wasn't a way to get around. I remember driving around in that buggy, and it fucking yeah. sucked. So that, that's uh, been improved a lot. Uh, good. The handling and everything and that. The funny thing is there is an option in the, well, in the options menu to go back to the old way. If you really, really want it, but oh, I don't know why anybody I mean, would. I gl- I'm glad when they include stuff like that, that like no reasonable person would switch back to the old way of doing it. But just for the sake of like having the DNA of the original game intact, yeah. should you want to, like I appreciate having the option. Yeah, sure, I agree. Um, if you really like, want yeah, the Matt... authentic experience uh, yeah. of the Mako, of I the never Mako. finished the first uh mass effect because uh, i had friends who had it in college and i i spent a lot of time kind of like passing the controller back and forth with them and just watching them play it too uh but obviously they made some progress while i was not there so i never got through the whole thing but like oh. mass effect 2 that's the one i got way into oh, i yeah, really yeah. like the way mass effect 2 structures itself yeah and then i remember fantastic. thinking at the time like oh man two's great i can't wait to see where they go with three but I can't afford it at release. And boy, dodged a bullet there because people uh, fucking hate that game. They do and they should not is the thing. Like, I mm. don't have an issue. I never actually finished it. I got pretty close to the end, but something else came out. I don't remember what it was, but I kind of just never ended up finishing 3. I think because I was doing all the side quests and kind of burned out on it and then you know, there was something. But uh, it was Remember I mean, Me. It came out. And <laughs> ironically, you don't was remember not it. that. <laughs> Definitely wasn't that. Um, but the issue a lot of people had was with the ending that wasn't satisfying. But it's like over three games. Did you really think it was going to like fully 
acknowledge every choice he made over these? Of course not. Of course it was going to boil down to select one of three options. Like, that's how this yeah. stuff works. At, at that point in time, at least, I kind of feel like if you did something like that today, maybe you could actually have that manifest in some more meaningful ways. Like Maybe. I mean, it, it kind the, of does the, the same thing as, like, Fallout 3 did, where it's, like, it'll give you, like, a montage of the characters and everything yeah but it will still have the same like deus ex human revolution straight up is press one of these buttons to trigger ending boy yeah it is and then it telling you up front like this is the ending you will get like yeah. here's a here's a little sneak pre peek of the uh ending that you're going to choose hey, um, i'm dr steve brule i'm here with a sneak preak of deus ex <laughs> human revolution that's right i drank this coffee and uh soda and i feel bizarre <laughs> so um were you oh holding God, it yeah, up like, like to show the listeners i i am yes i look i told you I it's making it, me feel fucking weird i heard it clink down on i the did desk it again after that. <laughs> Why would I do it again when we're talking about how weird of a thing that is for me to do? Anyway, uh, okay. yeah, I I kind of want to pick up that collection, but then at the same time, like, it's... I know that there's, like, weird performance stuff with it on the PlayStation. For whatever yeah. reason, it's framey on the PlayStation, which is... All right. I it, mean, it like, seems... I get... It seems like it's because of backwards compatibility, because it's not actually a PS5 or Series X app. Like it's just running the PS4 or Xbox One X versions, um, just with like extra options yeah. and souped up on new consoles, which like is fine. Like I'm playing on Xbox, it's been really smooth and stable and looks great. Um, but I mean, but like yeah. besides that, I just I you have you have put it before that Mass Effect is much more of like an Xbox game to yeah. you. Yeah, it is to me. Well, and I mean, it's the, the same first one didn't come well. out on PS3 until long yeah. time after. But like, I'm I'm right there with you on that. That for whatever reason, that series is a game that has become like intrinsically linked to Xbox as a brand for me. So playing it on a PlayStation would almost feel weird. Yeah, <laughs> and I'd I rather wait until I get my hands on a Series X or something down the line and play it because I'm sure by the time that happens, it'll be dirt cheap anyway. Oh um, yeah, probably. Um. Yeah. So, um, oh, what I was saying about three though was that I think their decision to change the ending is a mistake, uh, and that is the kind of thing that led to release the oh, yeah. Snyder Cut. Um, yeah, like entitled fan bases getting what they want is never, never a good thing. Never acquiesce to your fan base. I think is what they changed wasn't even that much. Like I think that was maybe when they added the thing that was like the Fallout montage of. This is what happened to so and so and things like that. I think that's basically all it is. I don't know. Um But like yeah, but overall that, that... three I like the other thing was three ran like crap on the Xbox three sixty. Um some areas in yeah. particular I remember there were some like where you were in the dark and you have flashlight and that really killed the frame rate. That actually might have been like why I stopped shoehorn... playing. It. Didn't they shoehorn in some multiplayer thing in that too? I say there was a multiplayer uh, yes. Wait, was that? Yes, that was three. Cause that it included. Um, you had like this galactic readiness thing, um, that you yeah. were building up. You didn't actually it's have like to a... do the multiplayer stuff for that, though. 
No, like two, I'm pretty sure didn't have any kind of a multiplayer component. But like by the no. time that three came out, out, it was very much one of those things of like, okay, every single video game has to have multiplayer in it. Yeah, it had like um, cards you could buy or like buying card yeah. packs and that. That's also yeah. the the point that they were starting to like in the Arkham series. They were like, well, yeah, you gotta have multiplayer and everything. It was so also got to be like an Arkham multiplayer, and like that stuff also was not good. The Assassin's Creed multiplayer stuff was not good, and that was all early loot box stuff too uh huh so didn't yeah didn't help no it did not um i mean there, there's still games where they shoehorn in multiplayer modes that are just not worth anybody's time yeah uh, but thankfully it's not as regular of an occurrence as it was way back then mm -hmm. uh anyway I'm... reverse is coming out pretty soon i just <laughs> wanted to bring it up apropos of nothing resident evil reverse you should say uh, is that the wise uh, housing bike on no, what reverse is no everyone should know what reverse is it's a hotly anticipated multiplayer experience you just say reverse and everyone immediately knows it's a resident evil thing anyway it's i played weird some that of you the... would think that that needs to be specified but i guess that's just you know part of your nintendo brain getting tutorialized on everything and now that's like just leaking out into everything else that's true i did play some of the multiplayer in mass effect 3 when it came out and it was fine I it played was a bit okay. of it. It was just I like a word put, mode thing, so like eh. Yeah. They put like a beta or something out of it, and I remember playing that just kind of thinking that it didn't control well. Yeah. So I yeah. That was my one experience with Mass Effect 3, because I, I think I played that beta and then I just did not bother to buy the actual game. So like I kinda want to get that collection so I can sit down and like go through Mass Effect 3 finally. Mm. Yeah, like three, three's good. One. It's not as good as two, but like it's definitely worth playing. Like, I also, and also to... I think like this long removed from when it came out and all that controversy. I think like if yeah. if you played it, you'd just be like, I don't understand like why people flip their wigs about this. Yeah, I also want to play Mass Effect two again because when when I originally played that, of course, for anyone who doesn't know, which I don't know who that person is at this point. Uh, the way that two structures itself is you're gaining all your party members, uh, building an affinity with them, and then at the end of the game, you do this whole mission where your party members can die off unless you assign them to very specific roles and have spent the time with every party member up to that point. Uh, I did that and didn't have anybody die on me. Yeah. And I me really either. want to take a second pass through that game where that mission goes fucking horrible where i'm just the worst version of shepherd that i could possibly be oh i would not i'll, I'll bother me like... with any of my team members i have no idea who was good at what i just assigned them all willy-nilly and everyone fucking bites it that's how i want to play that game it was that it, it was both um what you assign them to and if you buy the upgrades like garrus has the upgrades for yeah. the ship that you need to buy like shields or whatever i think um yeah I would not do that because to me, like, there are a lot of things in Mass Effect where if you mess it up, it's just like, oh, well, okay, on to the next thing. I can deal with that. But, like, I... crew members dying, no, not gonna take it. I'll save scum to get them out of it. I mean, I could probably still save scum because I, I think that it's even if you did go through and, like, get everything for them, because they also had those, like, uh, a secondary mission for each of them to wrap up like their own personal storyline and that also played a factor in it i think that was uh, but that like, stuff the was main like, thing was like if you do their loyalty mission yeah yeah but that stuff is is all optional you don't have to do any of their loyalty missions you can just barrel through to the end of the game 
um it was also i think though that it, like, at the, at the uh-huh. like you do a certain mission and it sort of triggers the end thing and it's like you have this amount of time to go to, like if you did too many missions between then and the end it would also cause some of them to die or something or no that it was, was um sounds it was your crew members like they they get captured by the collectors and they're in those pods I think if you yeah. if you spend too long, like they just end up getting liquefied. Something like that, yeah. Um, still, like from what I recall, even if you go through and you do all the legwork to like level them up and and get all their upgrades and everything, if you still just assign a few of them to the wrong role, they'll still die anyway. Oh yeah, they will. And like that's more what I'm talking about because at least then like you could save scum it, just make a save before the start of that. And then just for funsies, see how bad the mission can get fucked up by you just making the wrong call constantly. I, that was what happened to me, I think, the first time I played it. And I did just reload a save because, like, a couple of them ended up dying because I didn't put them in the right role. I, I remember the main thing is, like, uh, they they want somebody to, um like, make a shield. And for that, you kind of have to use Jack or Samara. And mm-hmm. I think the one for, like... <sighs> There's like a group of survivors that you have to have escorted out And I think basically the only character to use for that is Morden Because he's not good at anything else <laughs> That's what I remember anyway like, That's you nice use, of um, Shepard giving them something to do though Like if they ask least, for someone you know? someone with leadership I think you use Jacob or Garrus um, Yeah, makes sense Yeah, yeah Anyway, how did you deal with the end boss of that game, by the way? It's been so long I... Don't remember. Don't remember the giant baby Terminator. Well, I do now, so I think it was probably <laughs> something where I intentionally tried to forget about the giant okay. baby Terminator until a certain asshole brought it up to me. Look, you made it through Fuck. House Beneviento like four times. Not well. Well, I made it through it, but I didn't have a good time. Well, that's behind you now. Uh, it just hooked me up to a fucking heart monitor while I play that part of the game and watch it go nuts. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm having a good time with Mass Effect. Uh, wow. For uh, like for uh, three games, sixty bucks, not that bad, I'll say. Yeah, especially since, length games yeah, that from too. what I remember too. Yeah. yeah, they're not super long, but like. They're not crazy Persona length, that's for sure. No, but they're not. They're they're a good Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, where the average like completion time is between eighty and a hundred hours. Yeah, yeah, that'll show up in the mail by the time this podcast is done. I can't wait. <laughs> um, I'll get it sometime this week. We'll see. Eventually, I'll try. I'll try not to spoil mm. <laughs> SMT Nocturne for you. Yeah, this okay. game that is now ancient. <laughs> anyway, next segment. Here we go. You you were okay. really excited right. to do this, and I don't know why. I don't know that I'm necessarily excited to do this. I just you, it's something you're that... bursting at the seams. You're like, I can't wait to. <laughs> what? So, what is it? E3 is coming up. Where? No, no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It's next month. It's it's but like a couple weeks away for That's us. Not real. Uh, E3 is real. It's still happening. It's a digital only event at this to point. Ble- see, that's not the real Electronic Three. 
It has to well, be in person. There have to be crowds of know. sweaty freaks gathering to see the latest demo for Midnight Club. Dub I edition. hate to break it to you, Larry, but that's never happening ever again. Yeah, probably. E three is a digital event now, just like as DC it should fandom. have probably. Yeah, it should have probably been a digital event for the past few years, but obstinance has led them to continue to do E three in person. And trot out a bunch of really terrible, like public access ideas that did not pan out. Uh, but now, finally, thanks to a fucking pandemic, they're doing what they should have done for a while, which is just transition to a digital only event. And since uh, we just will, like of course, DC be doing. Fandom. Just like DC Fandom. Uh, and and so just, like, just like DC Fandom be... at the Electronic 3, Gal Gadot is going to come out and tell us about how great the IDF oh, is. No. Oh no. <laughs> and everybody will be like, yay! God, she'll say that they don't kill babies in that really stupid voice. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> anyway. If you, read your, if, you, if you read her statement in Gal Gadot's voice, <laughs> it makes it sound even dumber than it already is, which is kind of perfect. Uh, anyway, yeah, so it's E3. we'll be we'll be doing some kind of E three coverage as we typically do, uh, probably watching over the conferences, whatever the fuck those even look like at this point. Uh, but I thought that we'd do our closed envelope predictions. Uh, but this year I wanted to make sure my predictions were at least a little bit more realistic than they were the last time, where I was just like, surely there won't be a Final Fantasy 16, which, as <laughs> we, all know, we all know now, was a very dumb thing to say and believe. I mean, I told you <laughs> at the time, but yes. So I've decided in the last few days to peruse the Gaming Leaks and Rumors subreddit. And try to suss right. out which ones I think actually might hold some water and which just sound like total bullshit to me. Uh, but I figure we could just go back and forth and make some predictions until we run out of steam here. So did okay. you want to start us off or would you like me to? No, because I have paid zero attention to any rumors or speculation or anything like that. So I have no so idea what's going on what's... anywhere. The only main thing was like New Silent Hill, but then Konami backed out of E3. <laughs> so... Which is fun. So, what I liked about that was I kept insisting, like, no, they're not going to show that, just because I have such a low opinion of Konami. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, no, look, they've been working on something. They're going to show something. I kept insisting that the other shoe would have to drop. Something would go horribly wrong with that. They would either just show off something nobody cared about, or like it's Silent Hill, but it looks terrible. It's a fucking pachinko machine or something. It turns out the way that that ended up manifesting is just they've pulled out entirely. Yeah. Well, uh, that was the thing. Like, Akira Yamaoka basically confirmed that a new Silent Hill is on the way. It's just like. Yeah. So I don't know when Konami's finally going to reveal it. Maybe it'll just be like the same day the other E3 stuff is going on. They're like, hey, check out the stream. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I almost wonder if it's just the month after E3 at this point. Like, Maybe. they say something in July is, or August. Is Nintendo doing anything, like, concurrently? What the fuck would they even have to show, Larry? Come Metroid on. Metroid Prime Trilogy. Yeah, right. That's the <laughs> that, only that's thing kind of the... I can think of. At this point, though, too, with as long as that has been rumored to be a thing, I almost just feel like it's not even happening now. Like, I feel like that is something that when the pandemic hit... They had made some amount of progress on it, 
but the pandemic influenced like development schedules and instead of deciding to just delay it they went eh pulling the plug on this thing forget no, about it i think uh, breath of the wild 2 is not going to come out this year and that's going to be their like plug-in thing they they've just been delaying it so they will at least have something also they can sort of tie it to the anniversary of metroid and well, also release it, it for a limited time like mario isn't it great though that we can debate about the whole whopping two games that nintendo <laughs> has in the pipeline and what might be going on with them oh yeah yeah absolutely so Anyway, so you've not really sat down and done any kind of research on this, so it's going to be no. great that when I give you my informed opinions on what might be at E3, they will all be terribly wrong, and all of yours yeah. will be right. Okay. Give them to me. Where so, are these rumors? We will see gameplay footage of Far Cry 6. I feel okay. like this is yeah. an easy one. Yeah. yeah I. So, Next Gen, which I thought was like an actual... Outlet? I don't know what it is, because only like 100 people follow them on Twitter. I have more followers. Next Gen's a magazine, um, I think. That's what I thought, right? Uh, and then it links over to like a YouTube page, and they're, like, they have 109 followers on Twitter, so they have exactly one more than I do. So I don't know what the hell this is. Uh, but Next Generation they said is a video game uh, ran from January 95 till 2002. It must be something else, because I thought I had also heard yeah. about that. But, I don't know, maybe not. So you can see how I initially saw this thing and thought, like, oh, then this, what's about to follow is completely legitimate. Now I don't know. But it, it says that on May 28th, a embargo about, like, uh, gameplay footage will be lifted. And so we'll probably start seeing stuff that uh, other outlets have maybe gotten their hands on up to now. Uh, gameplay previews or something like that will start to hit. I don't know about that specifically, but I think that just given the fact that we've only had like one little teaser trailer and that this game is still ostensibly supposed to come out this year, we'll probably see gameplay footage. Oh uh, no, it's not. E3. It's early hmm. next year, isn't it? Didn't they say no, it's like I, uh, first quarter 2022? Unless that like went beyond my radar. Like I thought that this was still slated for 2021, just that there is actually no window outside of just 2021 maybe i'm thinking like they said oh yeah yeah okay yeah quarter two quarter three 2021 is what yeah. wikipedia says so okay my gut feeling is it's like a holiday release probably but sure like it, i'm curious to see what the gameplay looks like i bet it's a real far cry ass looking game <laughs> Yeah. I bet it sure does look like a Far Cry. Anyway, it's my first prediction. It's got What's uh, yours, Larry? Oh, um the <laughs> Halo Infinite date. Yeah, that makes sense. And more gameplay footage. Sure. They they will show off that it looks better than it did. I bet they will really want to do that. Uh, probably. Even though, again, I don't think it necessarily looked that bad to begin with. No, I didn't either. Just very weirdly up in arms about that one character model that you're never going to actually get that close to in the actual <laughs> yeah. game. Weird thing so. to get hung up on. Yes, it is. Uh, all right, my next one is that... <laughs> so this this is a bit weird. I was thinking last night how we're definitely going to get Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two footage. Because they put out those, like... 
screenshots of them working on the game like not long after they put the first part out so it just kind of seemed like yeah of course like by this point they would have something more substantive to show for it uh, but now according to a thread on reset era they are not going to show final fantasy 7 at all uh, they will instead be focusing on the other final fantasy stuff they have in the pipeline which is of course 16 uh, which i do think we'll probably see more of that because it's yeah. been a year uh there's also been a rumor going around over the last day that Ninja Theory is working on a, like, Souls-esque remake of the first Final Fantasy. Uh, from what I was reading, it is Souls-esque only in the sense that it's, like, it's that kind of game, but it's not hard to like that kind of game. I, the thing I read specifically pointed to Fallen Order. Fallen like Order it's be... kind of hard in places, but yeah. But it, it's still more like... Yeah, it, they're making it more accessible. It, it's going to be more like that than a, you know, like, Lords of Shadow thing. Or in something. Fallen Order, a lot of the difficulty in that is being distracted by how bad the main character's animations are. And just being like, what, sure. what is this guy doing? I don't know what how to control him. He's just <laughs> flailing around. Um, but my prediction is we probably won't actually see anything in that game, because I imagine it's still pretty early in development. Yeah. We'll mostly just get 16. Maybe they'll mention it. Maybe they'll they'll do like on the screen. It's just like, ah, oh, we're partnering with Ninja Theory for the next Final Fantasy experience, or or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's all we'll get. Okay, my uh, next prediction: Elden Ring gameplay and date. Well, that probably yeah, this doesn't year doesn't even exist. So, <laughs> wasn't there that? Uh, well, there, yeah, there was the leaked gameplay footage that came out like from a trailer. I accidentally went live or something. Otherwise, I didn't even see that. It was like a it's a guy riding a horse and dragon comes by. It looked kind of like Witcher Three. How long ago was this? You're asking me to quantify the passage of time, <laughs> which yes. is not something I'm good at. Uh, a few months ago. Okay. I'm gonna say probably near beginning of this year. I still just refuse to believe that Elden Ring exists. I guess this is going to be this year's Final Fantasy 16 for me, where I insist that we are not going to see anything from it. I think we'll. Now I that, think it'll be out this year. Now that I've drawn that line, we will definitely see footage of Elden Ring. It was two months ago. Okay, I'll have to look at that after this. I did not know that something actually leaked from that. Uh, as far as I know, it's legit. It looked like it. But who knows So my next one is for a game series That I know you care a whole lot about So I'm just going to ask that you bear with me on this Souls? I th- no, I think okay. we're going to get a whole lot of Sonic the Hedgehog bullshit this year When was uh, the last Sonic my... game? Uh, it was Sonic Forces So that yeah. was 2017? I was guessing 2018 I know it's been a while It's been a while it's been... Yeah, it's been around it's been... for a series that for a series that has typically had one new release per year, despite yeah. the fact that nobody is asking for that. It has been like a surprising amount of restraint on Sega's part. They they've been kind of pumping the brakes on Sonic for a bit, uh, which is a good thing. Um they Sonic had that Forces... fucking racing yep. game. Ugh. Sonic Forces was twenty seventeen. I should not have doubted your knowledge of Sonic release dates. Well, also just like me weirdly being able to call like rough release estimates on like mm. old stuff, games and and 
consoles. Uh, but yeah, so it's it's been it's been a while. Yeah, it's been... It, so it just kind of yeah. I don't know why I bothered to. Um, they have been mentioning for quite a while now that they have stuff that they want to announce, but the pandemic and everything, of course, has kind of delayed those announcements. So I think it's all going to boil over at E3. I think that this is probably the point where Sega is going to have more to say about what's going on with uh, what used to be their flagship franchise until now. It seems like that's just Yakuza. Turns out they're making Sonic uh, into an RPG again. <gasps> Yes! <laughs> I hope all the music is midis like the last time. <laughs> um. Oh, God. Um, no, so there's been a few leaks on what to expect from some of this stuff. I think some of it sounds pretty likely. Of course, there was that thing with Sonic Colors. So that oh, right. yes. might materialize. I think it will. But maybe... I hope so. Like that is actually think, the thing that I really want. Do you think that might be this. a like and it's out now type thing? No. I I don't th- I think it'll be like it'll be out in the next couple months. It'll mm. it'll be pretty close to announcement. I just uh, want more of them so to actually, do that. I, I like so the, the you can go to the PlayStation store and get now. Yeah. You can go to the PlayStation support. store and buy Sega Saturn right now. Yeah. Um <laughs> how good would that be actually if they like had a bunch of digital purchasable like saturn games and just announced that they were out the same day as doing the announcement it would be very you can good get clockwork just, night i was just right about now. to say go get clockwork night get yourself bug yeah uh get your uh what what was the sequel to beyond oasis Oh, uh, Saturn. oh God, yeah, something, something Thor. But that was like the well, no, that's like the Japanese title, Beyonder Oasis. Yeah, maybe. Well, like that was always my issue with the title was I thought Beyond Oasis was the sequel because it feels like yeah. Beyond. It would be like the first would be like Legend of Oasis or something, but Beyond Oasis colon Beyond. Beyond Oasis oh. Two Souls. They have somebody on the stage and they're like, we got Zoop! And then like confetti starts like flying out everywhere, balloons lower from the ceiling. Crowd goes fucking nuts. The sequel is Legend of Oasis. So Okay, well, there you go. Not far off. I remember liking Um, that game. Did not like the first one. Yeah. So, someone's scraping around chairs upstairs. Whoa. Dig Lazarus Dig. Yeah, I'm in a Nick Cave song, which means I'm probably going to die or get some sort of sexual disease. <laughs> so there's been maybe both of like, you lucky. <laughs> I could only hope. If you're in a uh, let love in era. <laughs> oh, my cock will fall off long before my body dies. That's the case. So. Yeah, there. Some of the leaks that I've been reading, they've all been coming from 4chan for this stuff. So like, yeah, take all of it with a massive heap of salt because it's probably all bullshit but like one of the ones on there said that they'll do sonic colors they'll do a re-release of sonic generations and that there will be a sonic collection that packages the uh christian whitehead uh mobile ports of sonic one and two possibly cd and then there has been some talk about doing sonic three and knuckles but removing the Michael Jackson music and putting in the music from the PC version of the game. And that all of these would target a August release window. 
okay. so as far as like a Sonic Colors re-release, like sure, I could see them announcing that and it coming out in August. Yeah, I could see them doing another release of Sonic Generations, like uh, whatever. It's now available on the PlayStation oh, Store. I just thought of a terrible thing. What is it? What if they do do all of this and it's like and. We have partnered with Limited Run Games to make a special physical edition containing all of these. It's, uh, head on over, pre-order it for $400. Don't you dare put that fucking evil on me. Asshole, why would you even bring that up? Because now I think it's going to happen. This is the worst idea, so it's definitely going to happen. Hey, look, I had to do oh. They did that for Monkey Island. I had to suffer through that, so now I put the limited run games curse on you. Oh God, they did that with Panzer Dragoon, and I almost did it. I almost got that Castlevania collection because, like, all the stuff in it, I was like, "This actually like looks like it might be worth the money." But then, like, I felt physically ill at the idea of giving limited run games any amount of cash to continue doing their bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I pulled back from it. Uh, no, the, the actual collection re-releasing like the Christian Whitehead versions of those games, that's the one that I think is a little bit more improbable. Uh, mostly because like Sonic 3 and Knuckles being in there, I just don't even see Sega putting in the effort to remove the offending songs and replace them with anything. I think that Sega would just be much more comfortable never re-releasing Sonic 3 ever again. So that that seems more unlikely to me. If it did come out, like, I would really like that just to have those mobile versions playable on, like, not a fucking phone, because they actually do add some neat stuff to those games. That's what David Lynch said. He was trying to play Sonic, <laughs> and he just got fed up. Yeah. Couldn't stand having to use fucking touch controls <laughs> to play a platformer. A goddamn phone. What is wrong with people? Get real. Yeah. Um... Uh, if they did that with Sonic 3 and Knuckles, though, like, I kind of going back to the Mass Effect thing where it's just like, I'm glad that they have those options available to you if you want to recreate the original release of that game it's from like a preservation standpoint, an accessibility standpoint. God, I would want that see, with Sonic by the way, 3. Like, that limited run games is like actually using that like terminology in their stuff now. Yeah, it pisses me off. Yeah. Their business model is completely antithetical to that. Limited is the first word in their name. I mean, it, it was like uh, when I looked at the Castlevania one or whatever, it was like games preserved on disc. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. God, fuck limited run games, man. They they don't. They're just yeah. They're they're co-opting that kind of language to try to sell to people who have like unsolidified concrete for brains. <laughs> Just sloshing around in there. Is, yeah, it's dripping out of their ears and their nose, and occasionally they spit some up. And they think like, oh yeah, this is good for video games. Let me pay $60 for this release of goddamn Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I chew up rocks and spit out gravel. Yeah. No, I just, uh, if they did that with Sonic 3, like, I... I would hope that you could get at the version of that game that released on the Sega Genesis. Like it's it would be neat to have the PC soundtrack in there, I guess. But like, ah, I'd rather they not have to make that compromise. Just pay the money to be able to put the game out the way that it released on the Genesis. Just fucking do it already. Is that actually the issue, or like, is can they not actually like pay them? 
I don't know. Like, yeah, like, it I would just maybe be was... his estate that they have to go through at this point. Well, that that was why I wondered because isn't the thing that like it's not official? Like he didn't sign anything with them or something like that. Yeah, I'm not too sure with all that stuff. Like legally, how it shakes out completely but like if it was like an unofficial thing then wouldn't they also be able to just release it without having to deal with any of that they well, never no, signed him on it's like okay his, well because his estate are a bunch of jackals yeah. who would pounce on it immediately i guess but... that's the thing like i feel like they would have to come to some sort of agreement with them but I Even don't then know. there's the the whole thing with the Jetsons Not the Hanna-Barbera cartoon But the band with like their one song being in that And that is maybe the better instance of Oh this is literally just the song yeah. It's yeah. in the game uh, Outside of the Stranger of Moscow thing But like even then with Sonic 3 and Knuckles Like that's not that's not in it They use a different in track So yeah, I, I don't know, but it, it is just like, it's weird because it's not like Sonic 3 is inaccessible. If anything, it's too damn accessible. <laughs> like you can find that ROM basically everywhere. There was that Sonic 3 error, uh, like HD version somebody had put out. So, you know, it, it's not like that's going to be lost to time or anything like that, but I would still just hope if you're putting that game out again, like, be nice to have the option to swap through the soundtracks or something. I don't know. But anyway, I'm not sure that'll even come out. Uh, that's the one bit of this as far as like doing collections of Sonic games where I'm not sure if that's actually going to pan out and be a thing. Uh, but apparently they'll they'll have their next 3D game to show, which I think that tracks. Uh, some of that ended up like lining up with previous rumors that the next game would use a different voice cast, and then there was that thing with like uh, the voice of Sonic. He left, so maybe that stuff's true. I don't know. Anyway, it's been my Sonic corner. Yeah, of course. Start on Sega's Sonic, got some shit stop. there. Yeah, Beyond Sega's Good got Evil some shit they're working on. Oh, you I think we'll actually see that? Yeah. Mm. Michelle Ansel is gone. They're going to crank mm. that thing out and it's going to suck. That is my prediction. Will they, will they bring out Joseph Gordon yes. Levitt again? No, yes. of course not. Good. <laughs> I wish oh, they boo. would, but I do not think they will. What if they did, but he's just in the Bruce Willis makeup looper? <laughs> he just pretends hey guys, to be Bruce Willis. From... We're filming Looper 2. Uh, please join our Looper 2 assets website. We need your help to make Looper 2. He's wearing a hat that says Looper 2 still looping. <laughs> I got the Looper 2 release date tattooed on my shoulder, guys. This is legit. It's happening. Yeah. Uh, bring back Peter Moore. Just have him do that, but for Beyond Good and Evil 2. I want Peter Moore's body looking like some memento ass yeah. shit. Just every single inch of him is covered with release dates for video games. Yeah. Uh, so. Here's my next one from Wired Up Report. Dragon's oh. Dogma 2 oh. is in development. Whatever happened to Deep Down? Didn't that, like, actually... Didn't they have a beta for that and it got canceled? Yeah, it's deep Down in the Trash. Deep Down Underground, Larry, because so. it ain't... It, well, we ain't ever seeing it ever again. Oh, well, I was uh, going to add with Beyond Good and Evil 2, I think they're going to scrap, like, all the multiplayer aspects and everything in that. It's oh, just yeah, just gonna be like point. a regular single player game because that was an insane prospect that they'd never be able to yeah. finish. 
Um, well, yes. they also like Ubisoft had a thing where they said that they were scaling back some on like AAA games. Mm. They'd still be doing it, but they wanted to focus on some more like indie stuff, smaller projects. And so, like, I wonder, you know, kind of compromising with that vision, like that business plan, that maybe yeah, they would scale down beyond Good and Evil Two to some degree to make sure it can actually like fucking release as a video <laughs> game you could pay money for. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but also with Dragon's Dogma, the rumor is it will use the RE engine, which I feel like, sure, that's a, of course it will. It's a Capcom game. That's true. Capcom is making a new game at this point. It's using the RE engine. <laughs> which, I mean, hey, that would be a good-looking Dragon's Dogma. Uh, yeah, yeah, and it would uh, run smoothly, unlike the original yeah. Dragon's, Dragon's Dogma. Well, if you have an Xbox, <laughs> if you have a PlayStation, all bets are fucking off. <laughs> Don't turn well, ray tracing on. I think um I think the version didn't they re-release it on PS4? I think that one works fine. Uh, uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't go back to it. I don't know. Hey Larry, do you think we're going to get anything with um Starfield? Do you think we'll see Starfield? Do you think Starfield exists? Yes. Um, I think we'll get a teaser, nothing substantial, but then they will also be like only coming to Xbox and PC. Mm. I just uh I just caught a thread title here that is written in a way that is very ominous. Uh Nintendo patents and then in all capital letters, generating implicit ratings for video games using external metadata. Okay. I don't even know what, what that, that means. Mean? It's just, <laughs> I don't know. It is just written in a way that seems threatening. <laughs> uh, yeah. Most things related to Nintendo have a threatening aura about them. <laughs> That's true. Uh, oh, there is also a good... Um... Yeah, there was that, uh, that, that other thing about like Sony games on PC, right? How there was a bunch of titles that people were finding in that thing and going like, oh, it looks like they're going to be yes. porting this. Yeah. Because I, I have a list here that has a bunch of those, uh, and I wonder if those are part of, like, E3 announcements of, like, yes, we're porting these. Uh, but Days Gone, The Last of Us, God of War, Spider-Man, Uncharted Collection, Ghost of Tsushima, Gran Turismo, and Bloodborne. Do you think those will all hit PC? I think Bloodborne will not. I think that's going to be locked yeah. to PlayStation 4 forever. That is... Also I'm doubtful on Gran Turismo. Until Bluepoint remakes Bloodborne on the PlayStation 6, I think that <laughs> yeah. will forever live on the PlayStation 4. All right. I was curious what you thought of that, because it's something that I've not brought up to you previously. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, God of War. Get something for God of War trailer, whatnot. Yeah, I, I saw something about uh, you be playing as his son more in that game, which I think also mm-hmm. could pan out. There's more of a time skip in it. I think they'll let you play as as him. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name that they use for most of the game, not the spoiler name that they give at the I'll end of you. the game. Thank you. Um, I uh, well, yeah, maybe Thor just kills Kratos, and then it's like, it's yeah. like, hey, it's like The Last of Us. I was about to say maybe they do a Last of Us <laughs> thing where it's just like you get one act into the game, and then it's like, all right, well, Kratos is dead now. This is our big twist. Now the rest of the game, you got to play as this shitty kid. 
He can barely wipe his own ass without his dad's help. Maybe he gets better. Also, at this point, it's it's Loki. Come on. Okay, I will, we'll look. That I game didn't... is like four or five years old. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm quickly looking through some other stuff to see if anything kind of stands out to me as like, yeah, that could end up happening. But you know, I'm. Oh, I I saw one that's Game Pass will be big this year, and my bad brain read it as Movie Pass, and I was gonna be like, oh, it's coming back. <laughs> Movies are back. Um, yeah, I like just like completely off the cuff predictions for E3 like I really don't have too much this year like COVID kind of made everything so weird I really don't know what's in development at this point like what kind of stuff could possibly be announced there's plenty of things that I think we'll get gameplay footage of like I think we'll probably see more of those like Arkham games I think that we'll probably get like actual gameplay footage of Suicide Squad Bully 2 for example Say what? Bully 2. No. It's not allowed. Cancel. This that. is going to be the Final Fantasy 16 of this year. No, it's that it, that is not going to happen. It's uh, happening. There Bully was some two. there was some thing that you're I saw show briefly. It off and you're going to be like, "Wow, you can ride the bike all if you can see a mountain, you can ride your bike there." And then you can ride your bike and you can throw eggs at people on the sidewalk. Okay, I have an actual, like, Rockstar-related prediction. Okay. They're just going to show more fucking Grand Theft Auto V because they got that thing hitting, like, PlayStation 5 oh, well, yeah, at definitely. the end of like, the year. Is that even really a prediction? No, it's not because they do it every E3. Yeah, <laughs> Remember this really year. good game that we're still making loads of money on? Here's another fucking Grand Theft Auto V trailer for you assholes. Oh, that was at the PlayStation thing, wasn't it? The PlayStation reveal thing? I, <laughs> it was just like, here's it was more Grand the, Theft yeah. Auto V. Yeah, so it was like the first trailer that they had was Grand yeah. Theft Auto V. Like, <laughs> I'm the show so, with the showstopper. I'm so sick of seeing. I'm maybe more sick of hearing about like Grand Theft Auto Online than I am Fortnite, honestly. Because at least like with Fortnite, it's like okay, I get it. It's still like a relatively fresh thing. Grand Theft Auto V, though, it's fucking move on from it, please. Just show Grand Theft Auto Six, something, anything. Sure, Bully Two. Just get Bully Two, go to Bully Three. <laughs> yes, we got three Max new table Payne tennis 4. games. Oh, I mean, actually, yes, I would love that. I would. That's um, not going to happen. But yeah, it's, I, look, we're going to get more GTA Five assuredly. Um, but yeah, like uh, you know, I think it'll be mostly just we'll get more gameplay of stuff that we're already aware of. Um, Red Dead Two I port. Think, for PS5 also I think might be there Who knows Yeah sure that's possible I I kind of think we might actually Get some footage of the next Spider-Man game That they're doing Oh yeah yeah sure well, I think that'll probably happen Now here's here's where we get Back into prediction territory uh, Do you think they'll change the face back For Peter no. <laughs> for Spider-Man 5 You think the reveal will be that Spider-Man's walking around, he's doing Spider-Man stuff, and then he walks towards the camera, and he takes his mask off, and it's the original Peter Parker model that didn't look like Tom Holland. Absolutely not. Like, they changed it for a reason. And Miles Morales, they're not going to change it back. I just wonder if, like, the the kickback that they got from that was so harsh that they would actually see, like, 
a way to capitalize on the negative reception of that and earn some goodwill by changing it back. I will say the new the face Spider-Man was not game. nearly as bad, like in context and in the game than it was like no, in but, the first photos where it was really jarring. That's true, but it's still like there was nothing wrong with that first face and they should have just left it alone to begin with. It, well, it's weirder um, in the remastered version of the first game yeah. where they replaced it because like, the face doesn't match the model. Sometimes like when the model's all busted and dirty and everything and the face is pristine. Yeah. You can't sully the Tom Holland face. The Tom Look, it's in the contract. The Tom Holland face it needs to look buttery smooth. Did you see in the photos every single frame? from the Uncharted movie? Yes, I did. <laughs> what are I, they doing? They couldn't not even give Mark Marky Wahlberg Mark a, mustache. a mustache. Yep. Yeah. Fuck off. All video game that movies was, are terrible. That was the bare minimum to make him into Sully, and they couldn't even do that. Nope. And then I, you know what really pissed me off? I saw a picture of Tom Holland later. That little fucker grew a mustache. <laughs> Bullshit. Can't imagine what that looks like. It's like a little pencil-thin mustache, too. It's embarrassing. It's like, well, it's like a facial... John Waters. I was going to say, if, if you grow facial hair, you don't do it the AJ Soprano way, where you just have like a thin line of hair on your face, unless you are your last name is Waters, in which case it is acceptable. You have to look like some sort of creep from an old B movie, a horror movie, and then you can do it. Everybody else is not allowed. Yeah. Anyway. Marky Mark could have had a full, thick mustache, and they did not bother to get to him at all. And they should have, and you know why they should have? It would have made it easier to, like, redub all the slurs that he's saying and not have anybody <laughs> notice. He had a layer of hair there. Uh... Instead, they're going to have to do a bunch of CG bullshit so he doesn't say the K word and the W word. Like, imagining, like, him and Nathan Drake... At Pompeii, like excavating, like searching oh, for no. ruins, and he's just like, you know, if I was here, this wouldn't have happened. I could have stopped it. <laughs> <laughs> that volcano, it, it wouldn't be any match for me. <laughs> oh God! Well, you know, it's uh, it's good, Marky Mark, and also Kevin Spacey are continuing to get work <laughs> <laughs> from Franco Nero. Django himself is like, yes, I will. Well, I don't know what that was. I will hire Kevin Spacey to be in my movie. Yeah. Come on, Django. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, just like uh, kind of quick, quickly looking at some other stuff on here. Uh, a couple of these I actually had heard about, but I've not really sat down and read much about them. Which is uh, the Crash Bandicoot voice actors are apparently working on a new project together. Uh, I would imagine if that is anything, it is not an actual Crash Bandicoot game, but like a new Crash Bash or or something like that, like a little side thing. Maybe. Uh, and then like, there was nobody um, makes games like that anymore. Yeah. Well, they put out that Crash Team Racing thing. Yeah, but that's not a Crash Bash. It's not a a, a Sonic Shuffle. Th- those kinds of games are not made anymore. Oh, what if they did a re-release of Sonic Shuffle and that came out <laughs> with the Sonic Colors and Sonic Generation re-releases? Limited run games is like, you could pay us 60 bucks for Sonic Shuffle. <laughs> They'd do it too. It comes with a bullet that you can shoot yourself with. 
Well, now that's a deal. <laughs> We've engraved a picture of Big the Cat on the casing. <laughs> Just so when the investigators look over your exploded corpse, they, uh, they know. Oh, God. I did not I mean not to go back to that stuff. There's been rumors about them remaking Sonic Adventure 1 as well. Oh, and I kind of wonder if the next 3D Sonic game is just a remake of Sonic Adventure. Part of me thinks it is. Part of me thinks that they will go back to the well on that because the other 3D games have not been working out for them. Go you know, back I, to the whale. Here's, here's my bold prediction for you. Okay. It'll be a Sonic Adventure 1 remake, and it will also act as a soft reboot for the franchise. Will he have blue arms? Uh, I'm going to say that there is uh, a 60% probability that Sonic will have blarms. Well, you heard and it will here first. be voiced by Ben Schwartz. <laughs> okay, be, now I'm in. It'll be the fucking worst. What if they brought uh, Jaleel back? Oh, that'd be great. He, yeah. He's busy doing Urkel weed, I guess. Okay, here's, here's, here's what I want. What? I want... Them to bring back Sonic Man from Sonic 2006. He was the guy that dressed up like Sonic, and you oh, would yeah. occasionally race him. And he throws his arms back and everything like Sonic. And it was like the one good thing about that game, other than the soundtrack. Bring him back for the Sonic Adventure remake. He's voiced by Jaleel White. Jaleel <laughs> White then does a Blue Kush tie-in product for <laughs> the Sonic Adventure remake. Where he, Sonic he lights... make get five dollar coupon for purple Urkel. That's right. He does a video where he's like proposing this whole thing. He's pitching it to Kazuma Kiryu, who has now been appointed <laughs> president of Sega. Chairman, please. And the fourth chairman, chairman, I'm sorry. Fourth chairman the of, of the Sega clan. The two of them get high and Kazuma's brain starts to melt from the blue Sonic weed. <laughs> It's too much room to handle. He gets smoked under the table by Urkel. All, right. All of this is a prediction. I'm making it right here today. I mean, it I seems want you likely. To, you, you cut this out, and then when we do our E3 coverage, if it is not in there, you play it the fuck back. I will live and that. die by these words. That's too much effort. It is. Uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Sonic? Oh, right. Uh... Apparently Sonic as usual are you Why was I talking about Just say Sonic and there's a 90% no, no, chance mean, It's right be Before Sonic is what I'm trying to figure out oh. uh, Someone with CKY was saying That they're working on a new Tony Hawk Game they're doing music for a new Tony Hawk I don't know About that I don't either considering what happened to uh, Vicarious Visions and Toys for Bob Like that it's seems like possible. it kind of Just flushed both Crash and Tony Hawk down the the turlet did it or did they take these studios that proved themselves put them on other games that needed the help and then passed those ips knowing they were viable again uh, off to other developers uh, that have not proven themselves uh, to the same degree who will put out games that are so bad that they then put both those franchises back on ice i mean i actually had considered that like when the news came out but i was like there's no way they would but yeah you're right they absolutely would look I'm, at tony like, hawk I'm a little 5 un, i'm a little unsure with crash bandicoot because i do think that if that is a thing it is probably not an actual crash bandicoot game but just some sort of side thing in a different genre but like tony hawk absolutely they would just give that to some dirtbag studio that would completely shit the bed on it and then no more tony hawk again 
So I wonder. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, I think all the predictions that I really got for E3. So I guess we'll find out uh, in a couple weeks. I guess um, how hilariously wrong I am. It's going to be very. Isn't Sony's thing like next week? Actually, I don't know. Again, I've paid zero attention to any of this. Well, why not? You love video games. I do. Do you want to hear about all the the fun games you're going to be able to play? Maybe this year, possibly. Not really, because I will find out eventually. I don't really need to like look up information about it now. I've Larry, got stuff to play. Like, There's like two weeks. Uh, Rache and Clank is out. Oh, I forgot to talk about. It. I played uh, the remake of Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, we'll do it next week. We're already yeah, an hour yeah, and a half no, in, no. and, and no, 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 all no. the young girls yeah, love Valis. Yeah. So you gotta talk about yes. Valis. Valis time. All the young girls like Valis. I'm not Love a young Valis. girl. Don't care about Valis. You also don't care about Elton John, which is what that joke is from. It's a very good joke, I would say, <laughs> if you know what it is referencing. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just not going to acknowledge it. <laughs> okay. You played that Elton John song for me on the last podcast. That was about a different my alcohol one. Like that's the thing. Originally, it was going to be all all the young girls love Alice, and then I thought, ah, oh, save it for next week. But there's this one like right before that's about getting drunk a lot and being smelly, and so yeah, <laughs> this is perfect. But the Thank thing you. is now now because of your uh, various cave related issues, it's gonna, I'm gonna have to take a different route this time too. Yeah, look. The only part that I don't appreciate is the the, the idea that I'm smelly. I I practice good hygiene. I absolutely <laughs> drink a lot. I drink way too much. I should probably stop, but I'm not going to. Well, it's because so, you, you learned know. from Del the Funky Homo Sapien when playing Tony Hawk. That's right. Yeah, I gotta br- I gotta brush my teeth uh-huh. if I must. Yeah, that's or else right. I'll be funky. Uh-huh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the Valor series is based. The the Val series is based on a uh, series of uh, erotic hentai novels by Philip K. Dick. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, they're released by Telenet Japan, a company you might have heard of, until they released one too many visual novels and went under. Uh, <laughs> developed for the PC eighty eight originally, I played most of these games on the Sega Genesis, except for uh, Valus Four, which is only on, if I remember right, it's only on the PC eighty eight and the Super Nintendo. So I had to play the Super Nintendo version of it, uh, which I think is funny. Super Nintendo did not get the other Valus games, but they got the fourth one. So, great. Um, and also, Valus 4 is probably the best one out of the ones that I played. So, that's nice, at least, that Nintendo, you know, got the best one out of the series. Uh, I did not play Sid of Valus. I have. Should mention that. Uh, that's the one Valus game I own. I have Sid of Valus. It sucks. Yeah, no, it's not good. Like, I've, I've played a little bit of it before, so I knew I did not want to go back to it. But I still like that they mistranslated SD Valus to Sid. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is really good. It is. Because uh, I had no like, idea what the, the time, game was. Like, I think I yeah. just, like, found it at a store. I was like, it's like $2. I guess I'll get this. And I was like, what? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, too, like, at the time, nobody would have really known what SD stood for no. in America. It's so like they came out on like eighty nine, mm. yeah, 
So, but yeah, so the the Valance games are just uh, they're side scrolling action platformers. Uh, you you play as a girl. She's got a magical sword and uh, armor, and she's going to the fantasy zone or whatever dreamland. I That's fucking I don't know. Game. It's a it's another universe from ours, full of magical creatures and some bad dudes who want to take it over. Uh, and so she has to use the sword of Valis and murder at the behest of a, some queen that she has never met who pulled her into this world forcefully. Now she must kill with impunity. Uh, and she does this over the course of three kill. games. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Uh, she does this over the course of three games, then she becomes the queen, and then she puts a different teenager up to doing murders. So it's just a cycle of abuse, really. Yeah. Uh, that eventually culminates in a game with a lot of tentacle rape in it. You know, <laughs> as you would when telling a story like this, I guess. Um, to, to give more context for people who don't know, uh, Telnet putting these games out, they were just standard action platformer games for some time and then it was uh valis x which came out oh god i had this pulled up because i can never actually remember the date on this one uh 2006 so the series kind of went on ice from 92 to 2006 and they put out valis x and it was telnet's last game that they ever put out and it's just an erotic visual novel retelling of the previous valis games so it's just like uh, we did these other ones, and like people liked them, but like we did, the girls didn't make out with each other in them. So there was uh, some wasted potential in here. We should put out a visual novel, and then oops, out of business. Uh, so it's just a weird direction for them to go in. That like suddenly, over ten years later, it's porn now. But I guess also it's telnet, so it makes sense because. Telling it's a bunch of freaks, man. I mean, wasn't the thing that a Telenet, um, like they they bought some company that made visual novels, right? Wasn't that the whole thing? Like that's why that existed. Um, I'm trying to see here. I'm kind of giving a quick look. It, at it was Wikipedia like I know page. it was a weird thing because like Wolf Team did not make Valus X. I know yeah. that at least. I think Wolf Team like dissolved by then yeah i'm pretty sure wolf team was not around by 2000 oh no wolf team went defunct in 2012 hmm so yeah i guess that is a little bit weird uh but by that point they were way deep in developing the tales of games oh so i just don't think they would have had time to do anything i forgot they were also the tales people that makes sense yeah i i forgot that too uh but yeah, like, I mean, Telenet's put out actually a bunch of stuff that I find interesting at the very least, because, yeah, you mentioned Wolf Team, so they also, like, over here, Renovation Games, we got a lot of that stuff, so we have things like El Viento and Ernest Evans, which still <laughs> has some of the best animations in any Sega Genesis game, bar none. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Elemental Master, Game Ground. Like I've, I've actually sat down and played a bit of every one of the renovation games uh, that came out here. And like, obviously, when you're sitting down and playing like twenty something games, not all of them are going to be winners. But there's some pretty good stuff in there. Like, I really enjoy Cobra Command and Time Gal on the Sega CD. Even though those are just sort of like, uh... oh, why am I blanking on the name of it? 
dragon something. Dragon Slayer? Warrior? Yes, Dragon Slayer, thank you. I wanted to say Dragon's Quest really bad, but that's a different thing. Yeah. Oh, imagine a Dragon's Quest, though, if it wasn't Akira Toriyama doing it, but it was the Dragon Slayer guy. And then that art mm. style just continued to persist for decades. I don't know that I want to see what a uh, Don Bluth Draki would look like. I do. I want to see a Don Bluth slime. <laughs> that slime's a pervert, man. Don uh, yeah. Bluth drew it. Uh... I mean, hey, uh, kind of building on some stuff that we talked about earlier, too, Telnet also released Digital Devil Story on the MSX. So there you go. You got your hmm. uh, Megami Tensei connection okay. there. Yeah. And that was on the same platform as uh, Valis's 1 and 2. Those were also on the MSX. Is so, that the first anyway, Megaton game? Digital I think Devil so. Story? I think it is. I th- think it is if it is on the msx and also that predates the shin megami tensei uh titling that they did for it so i believe that's probably the first one if i remember right that's more of like a uh, visual novel too i think yes digital devil story megami tensei is the first one uh it came out on pc and on nes says so it is weird to remember that all this smt stuff persona everything originates from a novel this is all just like a yeah but the original like megami tensei stuff was from a book that a guy wrote in japan and then it became a video game and it really just spun off from there oh yeah novels were a major success in japan first adapted into an ova which retold the events of the novel and then they expanded it into video games yeah i never knew that it is it is wild to think about where megami tensei started and now where it has ended with a bunch of teenagers dancing and shooting themselves with, in the head <laughs> shooting themselves in the head dancing with a cat yeah <laughs> it's gone so fucking off the reservation at this point but it's great i love all of it i love the early stuff i love the new stuff i drink a whiskey drink i drink a soma drink <laughs> uh not enough to deal with the first person dungeon crawling though you can't no, stand that. that well no because they make everything look the same so i get all twist turned around and then i don't know where i'm at like so immediately you, it's awful that's why you got a map on the bottom screen you you would not play strange journey which is one of the best megami tensei is, games th- if i remember right they don't give you a map in shin megami tensei 2 like you need to pull out some graph no, not paper in the original and ones, figure no. it out yeah and and i happen to not have graph paper on me so i gave up on that game <laughs> Uh, I refuse to buy craft paper for the purpose of playing a video game. I have it on hand. I'll play that game. But guess what? I never have craft paper on hand, so fuck you, video games. Go buy some. No, I refuse. Well, then you're never going to have it on hand if you don't buy it. Do you know how much craft paper is? It's literally several of dollars. No, I don't know. Because I've never had reason to get one, because I've only played the DS ones where it just gives you a map on the bottom screen. I might have bought graph paper uh, when they put out the first Mario Maker to kind of like plan out levels beforehand. Anyway. Well, that's just sad. Uh, clearly, I don't have much to say about the Valises. Valisai? Okay. Uh, whatever. Valleys? <laughs> They're really just kind of like bog standard, run of the mill action platformers. They don't do anything that is particularly exciting or unique outside of having these kind of like anime looking cutscenes. 
and even those have not quite held up that well. Like they they look great. I I like the quality of the animation and everything in it. I like the art style, but they do that thing where like the text comes up incredibly slowly, and there's no way for you to fast oh, forward through any of it. Yeah. And so like a cutscene that should take three minutes ends up, I swear to God, taking closer like 13, 15 minutes to get through. You can get up, go make a sandwich before one bit of dialogue has finished. Oh, just and like Pokemon you'll, Snap. You'll miss nothing of Glames's master plan for the world of Alice. Glames? Go get a soda. Glames, that's one of the villain's names. Infro Glames. <laughs> uh, it, it, does, it does that thing where, like, you know, you pick up different power-ups and that gives you different, like, alternate attacks. The fourth game ends up being basically it's Castlevania 3 in that you can swap between two other characters who have their own attacks and their own kind of like gameplay style, except I never found a reason to switch to either of them. Just stick as the main character. Like, despite the fact that they have their own way of doing things, none of the levels are built around taking advantage of them whatsoever in the way that Castlevania 3 is. Mm. So even that kind of ends up feeling a little bit hollow. Uh, also, that's the one where they trot out a boss rush at the very end, which thankfully oh, the other cool. games had the self-restraint to not do. I said this was my favorite one. <laughs> I said this was my favorite one. I'm thinking I should take that back. Might actually be the first Valus that is the best one. Uh, but anyway, um, don't don't play Valus. If you gotta play Valus, play Valus X. That's my recommendation. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it gives you the story of the first three games. There's no reason to play the other ones. Okay. Plus, ratings. you know, their they're, they're tits are bigger, so... Ratings. Oh, uh, right. Well, if I'm ranking these compared on games released by uh, Renovation, I would say that Valus 1 is probably the Trasia of uh, Valus games. Uh, I didn't play Valus 2. I skipped <sighs> that one. Can't tell you why. Anyway, Valus 3 is the game ground of Valus games, and... Uh, you know, Valus 4 is probably like a soul piece. This makes sense for anyone who's played these games. I've played Green Ground no. and Soul Feast. Well, there you go. You know how good uh, those two Valuses that I compared to them are. No, Forget I don't. which ones. I don't know, actually. Look, none of the Valuses are better than Ernest Evans. And I think that really should be the main takeaway that everybody has from this. If you're going to play a telemet game, play Ernest Evans. Don't. Okay. Don't, Larry. Don't. Let people let people find out for themselves, Larry. All right. Everyone should try Ernest Evans at least once in their Ernest life. Ernest Evans is a very unique game. <laughs> yes. It's a very odd game. I like odd games. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, uh, you and I will have played some Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. Maybe. So we'll have that to talk about. I will. Uh, and then, uh, I might just put my time into Bio Mutant because I've already played Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne. I wonder how long you're going to realistically stick with Bio Mutant before you bounce off of it. I don't know. I'll find out. That's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm curious. I'll about check that. it out. It, it's an episode of it's an episode of predictions. So I'm going to say you're going to put about eight hours into BioMutant. Oh, that seems high. <laughs> I don't know about that. 
All right, all right, all right. I'll 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 drop it down and make it more realistic. I'll say six hours in the Biomutant. You're off of it. Mm, okay. Is that still too generous? Probably. I feel like it's either going to be almost immediate that I stop playing it, or I will end up playing it to completion. Hmm. Well, there we'll find ma- out. There aren't next many week. games that like I put six to eight hours in and then just stop. It'll either be something okay. like an RPG where I put a lot of time into it and then just like get really bored with it and stop, or yeah, something I just quit immediately. Yeah. Well, we'll have Ratchet and Clank uh, rift apart soon as well, and E3. So there's stuff coming up. But until then, uh, goodbye, dinosaurs. <laughs>